Welcome to Uniquely Boutique, the place where we bridge the gap between the client and the beauty industry. My name is Stephanie and I am your host. Well, welcome back to another episode, you guys. Again, my name is Stephanie. I'm your host. And today we are here with our co-host and owner of Boutique, April. April, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So me and April have been talking about this podcast. I think I brought it up like, I don't know, three or four times. Yes. And then I was like, I'm just going to buy the mics. <laughs> We're just going to do it. And I actually ended up talking to some people about like podcasts. They have a podcast here in town. Um, it's called Something Gems. Um, oh. But they've been doing it for like three years. What? I know. And I was just like, I how don't we them, know about these things? I know. It's called, <laughs> I think it's called Rare Gems or something like that. My friend was on it. But that's how I found out about it because I went to his recording and I'm like, I asked them, how do you get started? They said, don't make excuses, just do it. Just rip the bandaid off. (laughs) It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to do it. Yeah. So I bought my lapels that day. That's what we're talking on. My little lapel microphones that day. (laughs) And we're doing it. So April is the owner here at Boutique. She has been, how long have you been a hairstylist for? Oh my goodness. I was thinking about that this morning. I've been in the beauty industry longer than I have not been. Um, Gosh, more than half my life, over 22-ish years. And that's like officially. Oh, yeah. Officially. Officially. That's the only job I've ever done except one job. I was in a call center for Sprint. (laughs) Oh, Sprint. I had them for a while. They sucked bad. Yeah, I was in collections. That was really fun. That was a summer job. I know. But other than that, I've never, ever had a job outside of a salon, spa. Mm, Yeah. So tell me about, like, what's your relationship with the beauty industry? When does this love of wanting to be a hairstylist and being in everything beauty, when did that start? Gosh, I think, I don't know. I can't remember not being in that, I guess, relationship, I think that's just everyone's everyday life. Yeah. Like you think about how you look, you know what I mean? That's true. Um, so I don't know. That's a hard one because I just, I always knew that's what I wanted to do in some capacity, whether it was hair, skin. And I also have always been really interested in like psychology, which I think mm-hmm. goes along with it, you know? Yes. Because your hairstylist is your unpaid therapist. Well, you're paid, right. but not and paid as well. And it does affect, I, I know that sounds, I mean, like it or not, but how you look and how you feel about yourself and how you look kind of, well, determines how you ultimately feel about yourself, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. One, I mean, for me, in my experience, when I used to get, when I get my hair done, when I had my locks, I had to go to my loctician. Like, that was a time spill all the tea. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, they, and she was so good. Of Like, I'm not a big, I'm usually a person that doesn't speak a lot during my appointments. But I don't know what it is about those two girls that were in there. I don't know how much info I've given them over my life. People will unload. <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but it's like psychology. Yes. <laughs> like, literally, you're a therapist. And I always feel like I have a, like, patient doctor <laughs> confidentiality she is doing surgery on your hair her doctor no that's too catching up your confidence <laughs> right you now making you leave a whole new person plastic surgery for your feelings and your hair well definitely it makes a difference it really does i mean i'm not i've always done like my own hair like forever i think it wasn't until i really got my locks that i started actually 
generally seeing a hairstylist regularly. And then now that I'm here, you know, I just mooch off of you for free service. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never had a stylist either. Girl, I never in my life have had a regular hairstylist, nail technician. I just, I wasn't grown up that way, I guess. I did yeah. things myself and had lots of hair and beauty fails. <laughs> and I feel like, it, you know, people, and I think that's what people are afraid of. They establish that one person that they'll only let do their hair or their nails or yeah. waxes, whatever the case may be, because of all those fails that maybe yeah. we just had in the past. I don't know. I think it definitely helps when you, like I said in the first podcast, I'm like a kitchen beautician. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned how to do all my hair at home. Do my, I learned how to do nails, how to do like the gelettes, all of that at home and mm -hmm. it waxing at home. So I think it definitely helps. I feel like as far as, not having a stylist, being able to kind of walk yourself through taking care of your own hair, taking care of your own nails, stuff like that. You know, it's really, it's, it's a different, it's a different aspect um, now that I'm not just doing it at home. You know, right. now that I can kind of see the back end, there is so much more to cosmetology that I had never even Oh, definitely. Even when I went to cosmetology school, Gosh, in the nineties, <laughs> I was born in the nineties. Um, there, it was, it was harder than I thought. I thought, oh, and I think a lot of people think that, oh, you're, it's so fun. You just play around all day, yeah. and it is fun. Otherwise, I mean, who, why would you want to do it? It is so much fun, but there is a lot more. Like we had to take anatomy classes, chemistry classes, what? obviously like um, sanitation things to yeah. keep people safe and learn about a lot of chemicals and just keeping people like all their safety and guidelines and things like that. So it is a definitely a lot. You have to be committed and want to mm -hmm. learn all those things and not just the fun part, which I think is true for any job. Yeah, for sure. I think I like the back end a lot more. Like I'm excited to learn about like color theory, like in reality, like, you know, what kind of colors work together, but when it comes to hair, that's a totally different ball game. Honestly, even when it comes to things like nail polish, oh, like yeah. knowing your colors and what works for mm -hmm. your skin tone, it just sets like your your nails and stuff like that on. And like, and I'm really excited about how, like the ins and outs of like waxing and stuff like that in like hair growth phases. Like I never even knew about that they were hair growth phases. Like I know that your hair just grows, but Right. Like you have all of these different phases and there's all these different times that you're supposed to wax or laser off your hair. And it's just like, no one ever teaches you that when you're... Right. I guess, yeah, <laughs> you think, oh, there's a lot more to it than just slapping some wax on and <laughs> ripping it off. But at the same time, I mean, you don't have to know that unless you're going mm -hmm. into this industry. So it's just like anything else, you know? Yeah. So next we're going to start and we're going to talk a little bit more about the appointment we're going to get into how the client themselves can or how they i guess they should show up for their appointment in order to get the best i guess the most out of their appointment so stay tuned and we'll get into that next all right april so one of the things that i find um i guess i don't say frustrating well yeah frustrating is like sometimes i'll go into an appointment and i know what i want but I don't exactly know how to say it. Like say for like right. my nail appointment, I'm very particular about my nail shape. I like an almond and I like it thin and like 
but not a stiletto. And it's like, it's so hard to like convey that to the person who's doing my nails or even sometimes my hair. Like I've told people like the reason why I cut my locks off is because as much as I loved my locks, I felt like the person who was doing my locks, we weren't communicating well. And she ended up making my locks bigger and I started hating them and it just wasn't (laughs) what I wanted anymore. So how can the client, I guess, when they're in the seat, be able to communicate with the stylist better on how, what they want or, you know, how to get the most out of their appointment? Well, I think first, just like you said, it's lack of communication. I think that's a lot of it. And um, just from, I don't know, social media and different um, videos I see, I think a lot of service providers expect clients to really know exactly what they want and exactly all the terminology and things like that. But just because we've learned and we know it, it doesn't mean that everybody knows exactly what even what a nail shape is, like what the different terms and things like that. And a lot of people just don't know that and they don't have to. Um, So I think it's a lot on our end. We train all of our stylists um, to have a thorough consultation and ask the right questions because someone might sit in my chair and say, I want red hair, but it's my responsibility to ask them, okay, what, how dark, how light, what type of red, red to me might look so much different than red to someone else. There's so many different things. And I think people also have a misconception of that stylists hate pictures, Mm -hmm. but please bring pictures. Like, and also realistic expectations. We love pictures, but also know, um, you know, that someone's, some, someone else's hair, someone yeah. else's nails, whatever the case may be. But that does help a lot to get an idea of what you want, whether it's nail shape, um, anything like that. So how do you, I guess, navigate, especially nowadays where you have things like TikTok and Pinterest and Instagram, how do you navigate all of these different trends and how can a client come in, like if they have like a trend of something that they're wanting to do, how can they convey that? And I guess, how do we manage the expectations of like, maybe not everything that's trendy works for specifically that client? Oh yeah, I think it's just being honest. If someone comes in with, um, whether it's um, a set of nails or if it's hair style, that just isn't gonna work for what they have, it's just being honest. And sometimes you just have to say that or even using your own expertise and come up with something that could be similar Mm -hmm. that works for them and their hair or even their lifestyle. Like what I've had clients come in that want very trendy bangs and they one of the first things I ask, like, are you committed to styling these things every day with your specific hair type? And if they say no, then we might come up with something different that works for their schedule. Um, because I've had some that I have said, I don't think this is going to work. And they insisted and they 100% always will come back and say, oh my goodness, you're right. But Mm. I think it's just knowing, but at the end of the day, I mean, if they were there to service our clients, so, you know, I will, me personally, I might say, I'm not too sure about that and give another, um, just example of what I think would work, but if they insist, then sure, I'll try my hardest. <laughs> if you want to ruin your hair, yep. 
But no, I wouldn't. If it was that, you know, I wouldn't go as far as to be like, you just, I don't know, ruin their hair or (laughs) nails or whatever the case may be. Or if it's waxing and their skin is irritated or something like that. Sorry. There's sometimes you absolutely have to say no. No to the client, mm-hmm. regardless of whether I of always I hate those situations. Like I'm fine with the difficult situations and telling people no, especially working in the front. Like I feel like <laughs> that's like main thing that I do is tell people no, tell people this is what people don't realize work. that. Yes, the but reception oh God, desk so is the hardest job in the any spa. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I think it I, is. I, it freaks me out to think <laughs> that I might chop like someone's hair the well, wrong way. Yeah, like, that's nerve wracking. That's absolutely because then you'll forever known as a person who ruined. But hair. that's just <laughs> getting to where you're comfortable with what you're doing. Everything's scary when you first start out, yeah. but the front receptionist always stays scary. <laughs> so, as a client, like, what would be, I guess, the questions that I can expect from a stylist who is very thorough in doing their job and doing their hair consultation? Um, questions you can expect. Obviously, what are your goals? Um, what is your hair history? Um, um, any hairstylist will be able to assess your hair texture, type, things like that. Um, but we'll ask questions like, how often are you willing to come in um, to keep up your specific style? Also, what do you? What is your routine like? Are you mm-hmm. washing your hair every day? Are you yeah. taking? Are you wanting to take an hour to style your hair every day, or are you wanting to take? 10 minutes. Are you yeah. leaving with your hair wet? You know, there's certain things that we have to know. So you will be happy. I can give you a perfect haircut, but if it doesn't work with your hair routine, you're going to hate it. Right. Right. I, we've had that happen. Here. <laughs> we have had that happen here where people want something particular, whether that be, I mean, like even me, like I recently straightened my hair to just get my dead ends off which definitely worked but then i got my hair straightened and i wore it straightened and that is just not <laughs> that is not my routine <laughs> i don't know why i decided to do that i'm glad i washed my hair out and put some braids in because the straight hair life is not for me when my <laughs> hair is this short but yeah i mean but that was what i wanted and you know maybe it was between coworkers and that but like if um if i was an actual you know client in the chair are asking me like are you sure you want your hair straight like what is your everyday routine because my right. everyday routine with my curly hair is i get up throw some water on there maybe and some then spray see you later head on out <laughs> the house and it is just not that way right when it comes to um i guess my lifestyle right i think the next thing would be is um we're talking about like managing like expectations and things like that. So what do you do when maybe you're coming, you're having like a client who's coming in, like they say they want like a color change or, um, or like they want highlights or something like that. Um, and, or they want to be blonde and they're like at a dark color. Like how do you manage their expectations on like, they may or may not be able to get like that full blonde that they're wanting. And how do you kind of navigate that type of situation? Well, I think, like I said before, the main thing is to just be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I even, for example, the other day, I had a client that showed me a picture of literally white blonde hair, but she's had a lot of um, damage to her hair, things like that. So, I mean, she asked, can we do this today? Mm -hmm. 
And I want to be like, sure, yes, you know, and mm -hmm. I would do my best. But I said we can get as close as we can. I mean, you just never know. Even someone with, you can have two people with um, perfectly healthy hair, maybe never even had color before. You really don't know what their hair is going to do when mm -hmm. you put chemicals on it. Yes, yeah. we learn. We have classes. We we know to an extent what chemicals are going to do. But you don't know what's in their water. You don't know what medications they're taking. And, yes, those yeah. are some questions. But um, we just don't know how it's going to react. So it's just being honest and not – I can never say, yes, 100%, you will be white blonde today, you know? Yeah. So how do you navigate, I guess, with speaking of, like, hair health and like have you ever had a situation where somebody may have wanted to be blonde and their hair is like absolutely damaged like how do you convey that to the client in honesty but also in a way I guess that ha doesn't have them like leaving it upset <laughs> that the fact they're not getting what they want because that's a lot of times the issues that someone comes in this is what they want but they can't get it right. for whatever reason for like hair health or you know damage or whatever. I think a lot of our industry also is just is making people feel good about themselves. So um, just being honest, using my expertise and letting them know that I just don't feel comfortable um, damaging their hair. I will. And I think at the end of the day, people will respect that you care about the integrity of their hair and instead of just whether it's making money yeah. or trying to give them what they want, I think they will appreciate that you are looking out for them at the end of the day. Um, but at the same time, the same thing, like I see on social media a lot, people are, people shame their clients for wanting these things. But yeah. at the same time, like people don't know, they don't know that doing bleach or whatever might make their hair even worse. They just yeah. know what they want it to look like. For sure. People literally just don't know and they don't have to and that's okay. So it's just... Like I said, just being honest, and I think they appreciate that. Yeah, as far as people not knowing, like, I remember when I was young and doing my own hair. Just mm -hmm. remember, people don't yeah. ever do this, okay? <laughs> but I was giving myself box perms every oh, yeah. six weeks. Like a relaxer? Yeah, a relaxer. Mm -hmm. A relaxer in the in the term of the beauty world. I call it a perm. But <laughs> That's a kitchen beautician <laughs> term. <laughs> yes, the box perm. But one of the things that I didn't know, so I at that time I had short hair. It makes sense now as I am learning as mm -hmm. an apprentice what to do, but I would just slap that on my hair. All was, over. All mm -hmm. over. Oh, and yeah. when I had regrowth, back all over, back over the process ends, not realizing that the reason why my hair is breaking off and it's so damaged is because I'm not doing the correct steps to not damage my hair. People do that with same thing with like box color. You yeah. know, people will put that all over and it's damaging their hair instead of doing just the new growth, which would be what you should have done. But you didn't know. No, you that's don't it. know. And that's yeah. like your job as a stylist to kind of navigate that. So tell me about, I guess, if there's somebody who's ever come in with like absolutely destroyed hair, how you would I guess, get them through the steps on like your process on getting their hair, hair healthy again. Well, that's what I was going to say too um, a minute ago also is having like an alternate goal. Like mm -hmm. you, there's always something that you can do or you can offer them to 
make their hair look better and make them feel better because sometimes i mean they might want white blonde hair or whatever the case may be and it just isn't going to work so they mm -hmm. will feel better with a totally different color but if it looks good and it feels good they'll be yeah. happy so um i mean any steps that, and something things too people don't maybe they don't <laughs> know we offer different um conditioning treatments and different add-ons and things like that that we could do or we can always do like toners or low lights or things like that that would look good but uh, preserve the integrity of their hair okay so how do you manage expectations of a client who basically has no expectations they're just basically come in and say i don't know what's wrong with my hair i know that i just don't want it this way i want something new and like how do you manage like having like a blank canvas that way very rarely is that 100% the truth I feel like once you I start asking questions mm -hmm. they really do have opinions oh. and know what they want so <laughs> no. it's like okay anything you know and then I'm like well how about this oh well no I don't want red or right. how about this well no I don't want it short <laughs> so at the end of the day it's funny because most of the time people do have opinions and expectations they may they just want, they might not know what that is. So usually we can come up with something kind of meet in the middle, but they still do have their say in it and they'll be happy. Okay. I know me for sure. Like I, I don't know how many times, like I am like one of those people that obsesses. I, I think I honestly feel like I'm like undiagnosed ADHD <laughs> or ADD. I don't know. Join the know, club. Like certain, certain people like you hyperfixate on things. I do that with like my hair appointments. And so like even before, but I was also really kind of impulsive. It's a, it's a weird mix, people. <laughs> Listen, I'm impulsive, but then I, once I make the decision on my impulsive decision, I hyperfixate on yes. it. Yes. Like my braids, like I hyperfixated, like I was like, I'm gonna do braids. That's it, like, and I wanna do it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I literally yes. stayed up until four in the morning. I was like, I have to do it now. I, I do that too. 20 minutes trying to find the right braid <laughs> color in that. That's shop funny. right next door <laughs> so like how do you i guess i know a lot of people like me i'll make a split decision like i'm gonna cut my hair into a bob and i will make an appointment or i'll show up somewhere mm -hmm. and like say i want that how do you deal with people who are hyper fixating on something that you think they may regret later Hmm. i think the same thing is just asking questions and things like that but at the end of the day it's not they might love it yeah. so it's not really my job to have an opinion on if they're really gonna <laughs> like it or keep yeah. it up or whatever you know what i mean it's like if they're hyper fixating on something and just want it now that's really i guess that never has come into play a whole lot because that's really none of my business yeah. at the end of the day you know <laughs> yeah and i know that because i've done it too like i will do the same thing like i want this and i want it now but you really don't you, and you go and get it done. You don't put that on the, the person, client, yeah. on your provider, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if I know them, if it's like one of my regular clients that I've built a relationship with over the years, and it's something that I, I do know that it might be a bad yeah. idea or whatever. Um, I, but I, at the same time, I might know what's going on in their life. I might know that, you know, there's big changes. So I may be able to, um, if I don't think it's a good idea, suggest something else. But like, same thing, at the end of the day, 
this is our job. Yeah. It's our job to cut their hair or yeah. color their hair. And it's not our business, like, yeah. why or, you know, what they're going through. And But yeah. we do. I think we – it's a one-on-one. -on -one. It's weird. This business is very intimate. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people don't realize that. But you do build those relationships. Mm -hmm. So, But I think sometimes those lines get blurred. Like, we think that we should control what they want and what they should do. Yeah. But we don't. At the end of the day, we are – they're paying for us for a service. And that's what we're going to do. I've heard that a lot with, like, on the flip side, on the stylist mm -hmm. side, like, them saying, like, I just don't like that for your hair. Um, and it's just, like, sometimes that really just doesn't make the person feel all that great. As for, as the person who's had that told to me, like, right. I understand you don't like <clears throat> it for my hair, but I love it for my hair. <laughs> and that's it, too. Like, I, I mean, I do things that I necessarily don't <clears throat> like. I don't know, but yeah. it, it must be the same thing, like. If I'm comfortable doing it, then I'm going to give you what you want because yeah. you might not like what I'm wearing that day. But That's are true. you going to sit in my chair and say, oh, April, I don't like your outfit? I mean, maybe people would, <laughs> but, like, uh, but, I might, but maybe. in my mind, I would be like, oh, I don't I don't care. I like <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, It's For just sure. like, okay, if you're shopping at a clothing store you're the person working there and selling you these clothes might not like every article of clothing they're going to sell you for sure what is what's it going to do for their business if they're like oh i don't like those pants so yeah. i'm not going to sell them to you it's kind of you know similar and i get that some people just maybe aren't comfortable with or don't like doing specific services but you really close off your customer base and yeah your clientele yes mm -hmm. so uh, again talking about like change and like things that we might not like so i've seen on tiktok <laughs> i mean i've seen you people that i know make these stylists that i know make these tiktoks like about how their client has just got to their perfect blonde that they've been working on since like <laughs> oh March definitely in spring and saying, they decide, I want it dark. <laughs> for the fall and like we can just go back mm -hmm. for this summer so how do you manage that type of situation with your client where you have just put in months of work of getting them to the perfect blonde that they were looking for and they decide they want to go to like a level two i mean in my opinion that's fine i mean i'm totally open to that because yeah. what people don't understand, people say that, just like you said, and, and people do this all the time, say, I've worked so hard getting to this point. Yes, you've worked so hard getting to that point, but they paid you to do that. That's yeah. your job. True. Because I've worked hard on that doesn't mean they can't change it. It's their yeah, hair. The only, the only, only issue comes, I will say, you know, once we go dark like this or red or whatever they're wanting, it may be a little more difficult to, you can't just flip-flop back to blonde. That's a little more difficult yeah. than going from light to dark. So it's like chopping your hair off. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, we've gotten your hair so long and healthy, you can't chop it off. Well, you can do whatever you want, yeah. you know? So obviously, if you chop your hair off short, you're committed to that for a while. It's not as easy growing your hair along so the same thing it's not same, as easy going same aspect yeah and that's not i feel like people think and some do i guess and like i said i see on social media stylists get so annoyed when people do that <laughs> so I mean, many tiktoks about that it's <laughs> yeah. fun yeah we got there we got our goal and even me it's it's exciting to get to your goal or it's satisfying when you get yeah, there you know sure. but it's also fun 
doing other things. Life would be boring if you were just doing the same thing over and over and nobody ever wanted any change. Yeah. Speaking of going from light to dark. So one of the things that I recently learned is that if you are a blonde and you're going back to dark, you can't just slap dark color (laughs) over it. It gets like really like type of muddy Mm -hmm. kind of color. And so you have to add like filler and things like that. And a lot of times people put like a red type of pigment back into the hair for filling. So how do you, I guess, explain that to the client who might like be, who wants to go light to dark, but they're a little wary of that red color or that that warm color in the bowl because nobody wants to, if they're going from ashy and they're wanting to go dark, a lot of times they don't want to go warm. That's right. I think it's just educating them. And you don't have to go, there's a, there's a difference between, I mean, if you're telling them, oh, this level and this, I'm yeah. putting six OR, you know, they don't. I don't know these don't, numbers. <laughs> no, yeah, that just goes over the head. But if you're, I literally tell my clients, I'm like, this is the steps we're going to have to take. Don't freak out <laughs> when you see this because we are not done. Yeah. And like that, it's just, just talking and right. letting them know what you're doing. Um because that would be scary if you're like, okay, I want this chocolate brown. And in the middle of your appointment, you're like a strawberry blonde, you know? Yeah. And, but that is part of the journey to get there. That's one of those steps. So it's just letting them know what you're doing and not right. to freak out. And, you know, and sometimes we'll laugh about it. And I just, it's just being honest, you know? But yeah. yeah. And I think that's it. Some people think, oh, why is this such a long appointment or an extensive appointment? You're just slapping some dark color on my hair, you know, but it is, it's way more than that. And that's where it goes back to from, we were talking in the beginning about like the chemistry and colors and your color wheel and things that you learn in school that might not be so fun, but you need that information in your mind to do these things. Yeah, for sure. Like the, they, us as a client, we just don't know what those steps are and it is really kind of intimidating yeah sometimes going into something and like not really knowing like what the steps are you just kind of think that this is what's going Mm -hmm. to happen and I think like that's one of the hardest things about um I've noticed from working at the front desk is really kind of asking those questions to people like what they want because a lot of times we'll have like like we've had a client come in and they say they want like a full highlight but like what they're actually wanting is to be blonde all over. And that's, I guess there's, there's, dif- there's differences right. in that. And I guess that comes down again to that consultation because you're going to have to speak to them and figure out, you know, are you really wanting a full highlight or are you really just wanting to be a blonde now? Because there, right. there are differences between that. Is there not? Definitely. Yes. So I guess what would be the differences in the process of going blonde versus doing like a full highlight? Cause I've done like a full highlight on a wig and I felt like the outcome was pretty, pretty blonde, solid, yes. but it still had like a lot of depth and dimensions. Right. And it's definitely a highlight. It definitely wasn't like an all, all over blonding. So I guess what would be, how do you explain that to the client, the differences between that? Um, really just, just like I said, with the um, asking questions and mm-hmm. your consultation um, or even just pictures, some people will literally show me a picture and it might be a solid blonde. Yeah. If I didn't ask any questions to go along with that, I would go back, mix up some lightener, put it all over their head, and they'd be a solid blonde. But there's been times that I'm like, do you like 
this picture because it's solid or do you like that color of the blonde? And they might be like, oh my gosh, no, not solid. I just yeah. like that color of blonde. So it's just our um, responsibility to ask questions because like I said too, at the end of the day, people just don't know and it's not their job to know. So on the on that topic of people who don't know, how do you deal with the, I don't want to say overly informed client. Like people the, that know too much. Yeah, like they have, <laughs> um, they have done their research or I guess they have so many years of experience of getting their hair done. So they know, <laughs> they know how things work. How do you, I guess, navigate that type of an appointment for a, I don't want to say the know-it-all client, but that's what we're going to call them. <laughs> the know-it-all client. It's all, the yes, it's always great to do your research and kind of know. I mean, I would want to also, you mm -hmm. know, um, but I think too, it's just letting them know too, that even if they've researched and they know this is how a specific service is done, everybody does things differently. Yeah, everybody sure. does things differently per client on yeah. your hair. So I could, I could have my way of doing I don't know, a basic partial blonde, but I will do it differently on every single client yeah. almost based on what their hair is, based on what they want it to look like, the texture, how they wear their hair. So that's a hard, sometimes that can be hard when people <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> know or think they know. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm very open-minded and I'm fine. Like you tell me what you know, you tell me what you want. I don't get offended, but... Yeah. Um, sometimes people think they know more and that can be frustrating and that can, especially new stylists, that can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. And when you're performing any service, if some, if you're intimidated, that's hard. Yeah. It's so hard to like, not come, like I've done now I'm only, I haven't, okay. Disclaimer here, people, I am still learning. <laughs> I refuse, absolutely refuse to cut anyone's hair <laughs> at this point in time. But of course. Um, when I was doing serious Brazilian blowout, she made me cut her hair. And I don't, I swear I was like shaking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I asked her so many times. I was like, are you sure you want me to do this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't want me to do this. Like that is. And this, That's me. I'm like, just do it. <laughs> but it's like, it's, but it's also like coming from, from that place. Like she is like. Though she's not like that, she is the know-it-all client because she knows it all because she's an actual stylist. And like that is so intimidating for to do the service on somebody who knows what they're doing. That's I think so scary. also there's a difference between, I mean, obviously nobody knows it all, but I yeah. think there's a difference between actually knowing and having that knowledge versus an attitude about like oh, being gosh. a know-it-all, quote unquote. Yeah. Um I think it's it's just a whole attitude thing. Yeah. And I mean, I can, I don't know, just I've had surgeries before. I have researched it online. I've researched and try to learn. I want to know what's going to happen to my body, but I'm yeah. not going to go in there. And, and, I might say, and I might say, hey, I have a question because I saw this online. I'm not scared to say things yeah. like that. But obviously, at the end of the day, I know they know more than I do. So yeah, for sure. what am I going to say? Don't use that scalpel because I saw online that this doctor does this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I have to think of it like that. Nobody knows everything about yeah. everything. Or anything. Nobody knows everything about anything, but you hear that, people you think they know. 
when they don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> Just trust us. Trust your stylist. So, yes. I mean, when it all comes down to it, a lot of frustrations come from an appointment because it's just like the the errors in communication. And I think a lot of times I feel like the, especially nowadays, because I feel like a lot of, at least what I see online, a lot of stylists, they feel really entitled for the client to know mm-hmm. what needs to be done. I guess yes. because we live in a day and age where all of that is available kind of like online. Right. And they kind of expect you guys to like, do you want a butterfly type and all? Do you want this? Do you want that? Right. But in reality, like they're still the person who is coming to you for a service. So on like on their stylist side, that's where we have to still be, I guess, we can't get lax on right. knowing our knowledge. Of because course. Even though the information is out there on the internet and Guy Tang and Brad Mondo and everyone else right. is on the internet telling people all those things, they're not telling them absolutely everything. Of course not. And I think too online, like, and it goes both ways. Um, and I keep talking about this because it just bothers me. I see a lot of stylists just kind of belittling clients yeah. and making them feel bad for not knowing these things. So. Yeah. Um, yes, we have a lot of information, but they might not care to know. They yeah. are coming to you to get their hair done. They might be interested in something else that they're spending their time watching videos on. Yeah, for sure. Not hair. I mean, exactly. yeah, not everybody is like us who right. obsess and <laughs> watch hair. hair cutting tutorials, waxing like videos. Yeah. Like, yes. Not everybody is all into that stuff. That not everyone likes pimple popping videos. <laughs> I know. I, I do too. Uh, that I mean, it's like it's all. It's still all part of like the beauty industry. Yes. Like extraction. Yes. And all that we. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, that was that was a lot. <laughs> I know. Lots I mean, of information. <laughs> but the the basis of it, people, is that I mean, when you're coming into the appointment, I think all around the client has expectations and it's really kind of up to the stylist to bridge that gap right Um, i think a lot of times we just we expect that everyone has to meet on the middle on these things but when it comes to whether that be your you know your hair or your um your skin or you know your you know whatever your your nails right like you can come in knowing something as a client but just keep in mind and have grace with your service provider that one they're not going to if they're a good stylist or a good service provider they're not going to steal you steer you wrong right and what they're telling you while it may not be what you want to hear which might cause some frustration it's sometimes it's what's best for like either your hair or your nails, or your skin. Um, and so I guess kind of having grace on both sides. That's right. Likewise, you know, style service providers, there's a lot of information out there, and your client may be one of those people who thinks they know, know it all, but have a grace with them and let them, you know, you're the professional, and let them know like, hey, I know this is what you want, but here's <laughs> what is best. We can still try and give you what you want, but right. I guess in a way that's healthier for you. Oh, yeah. And it's, I was thinking, too, even like skincare, like all these videos of different masks and things like that. Yeah. Someone might want that because it looks relaxing yeah. and it looks cool on a video, but that might not be the best for their skin type. So yeah, for sure. there's so many aspects of the beauty industry that you can, we can talk about here, you know, with yeah. 
social media and things like that. For sure. Especially like for skin. Like Mm -hmm. there was a trend going around. Do you know what slugging is? Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I um, I've I've done it. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, slugging is not for my skin. I See, am and an, it totally is for mine. <laughs> I am a oily, oily, oily girl. And, well, I have oily combination skin, but my oily areas are oily. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that, and when I, t- I just felt like a grease yeah. ball. And even in the air, I just felt like everywhere was just way, <laughs> way too much oil. Way too yes. much oil in the morning, way too much oil. What I, what I ended up finding out is that I can use oils mm-hmm. on my skin. But I don't need to slug. Right. <laughs> I just need like a little. I would. Bit. Yes. I feel like everybody needs oils. Yeah. But and, and and that's the thing too. You see it on videos, and you think, oh, I need that too. Yeah. But and and it goes all about you know learning. Do you know about different skin types? Yes. Do you know why it's needed? Do you know why it would either work for you or not work for you? You know what I'm right. saying? And those are things that we do know so yeah so it just might not work for you right i mean it's the same like but yeah i i do that and i, <laughs> I do like it <laughs> i mean even like pimple okay so it, it always confused me because they tell you don't pop don't, pimples. i know but i'm like that pimple pop is out here popping her pimples all over but i think it's just like anything else there's a right way and there's a wrong way so mm, i definitely from our some of the estheticians that we've had here I've definitely been doing it the wrong way. I'm just like, get well, I out. mean, we're human too. Yeah, We've for all sure. done things the right way or in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> so people, the trends, while they're fun, they're not a one size fits all. Of course. Especially in this industry, nothing is one size fits all. Yeah. I mean, even in like just regular beauty industry and fashion industry. Uh, yeah, I literally was thinking all. about that. Like going yes. back to like the clothing. Like I might really like this trending outfits or whatever but i know not everything's gonna look good on me yeah. so i'm not gonna do it even though i really really want uh, to. <laughs> i have been there and i'm like this is so cute and i look at it i'm like yeah for one like oh, that's that person that's know, how i with... found out cropped pants are not for me yeah. <laughs> like they just don't look good on my body type and it's not really like it's a cute look but it's just not the style and it's okay to even not like it. Like, yeah. It's fine. Or same thing, like stylists might suggest something to you. It's okay to say no. I've heard, I've even, so even that side too. <laughs> I've heard of people saying that, you know, well, I just did it because they told me to and yeah, I really didn't want to. And, and I think I have too. I mean, we all have. But I think we've all had our hair done or different services, nails. And I've been like, it's great. And go out to your car and cry. Yeah, I've done like that TikTok of the nails. This is what I wanted. So at the same, well, a lot of those, it's different if it's totally botched, but versus something you just don't like. But at the end of the day, that's a hard thing too. Because if I say, oh, I think you should do this, if they're asking my opinion, and they go along with it, and I've executed the perfect service, and they are mad because they don't like it. Like how how much of that is my fault? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to a client has to be honest also. Yes. So I will be honest in saying what I think would work and what won't work, but you have to be honest saying and it's okay to say I don't like that, you know? Yeah. 
I think, but that's, it's so intimidating. I remember going Oh, it into, is, because I'm that person. <laughs> I remember going into a nail salon and wanting a manicure, but I just wanted this bright, like, lime green, like, um, shade. Each oh, nail my. you go along, you're like, I can't <laughs> say anything now. <laughs> well, I know that's what I wanted, but the lady ended up talking me into just getting a straight manicure and, I mean just doing clear polish and i was so upset but i just because like she was the professional and she was like this is probably what's going to be best for your nails and now of course my nails are like brittle and disgusting at that time but also she talked me into it just to have like a clean like polished like very nude look and i absolutely hated it but i went along with it well that's one of those things too i feel like as a service provider if i don't like the color green I'm not going to tell you you can't have green hair or yeah. nails or whatever because that's not my... That's your place, my, yeah. Yeah, so it's not your that's body. one of those things so, that I feel like it's on the provider. Like, yeah. you want a green nail polish, what's the difference? I it's one thing know. if someone is like, I don't, I'm not comfortable providing this service because maybe I'm not knowledgeable enough. Yeah. Or, or she might say, I don't have green nail polish, you know yeah. what I mean? And um, that's... An acceptable yeah. answer. I get. You know what I'm saying. I would rather say hear that than just be this unhappy good, yeah. or not have a good outcome because either they're not knowledgeable or don't have the proper products or tools. Right. right. So. And so clients, you can say no to you something. You can say no. That's your <laughs> like your provider is is you know suggesting it's okay. It's also I think it's okay to come back. If you're unhappy, as long as it's within a reasonable time. Oh, goodness. Well, I would much rather someone let me know that they're unhappy because a lot of times it's such a small change or things like that that can make a big difference because I've had people, you know, maybe not say anything and never come back or be so upset. And it could could have been such a small, easy fix, yes. I don't know how many times I've heard I've heard that from clients that I guess things didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to. Right. But of course they left here and they didn't let anyone know that that's how right. they wanted it. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, call back maybe a week later, still upset. Like what, I guess, what is the appropriate time for a client to let you know that they're upset with what has been done? Because I know that's like really kind of it's a finicky place right there. I think too, if you're really, I mean, if it's, it's one thing, if you're upset, like if, if you're totally upset at the moment, please say something. Yeah. And even that there's a right and wrong way to say something. I feel like our staff here, no one's going to do anything purposely to upset someone. Nobody has bad attitudes or has that entitled like personality, I guess that would offend people. But um, if someone's truly upset or unhappy with their hair or their service or whack, whatever, mm-hmm. um, there's mo- nine times out of ten, there's a fix for it. Yeah, that for sure. would, instead of going a week or two weeks or whatever, unhappy or uncomfortable with whatever the situation was, um, it could be a super easy fix. So, yeah. and then that still goes up back to um, communication. Right. Also, so, but I would say, I mean, if you're unhappy, you can't come back like, you know, a month later and be like, yeah, my, I was not happy with my haircut. At that point, I don't know. You're doing, you're due for another haircut. (laughs) And it's also the way that the client approaches it too. Yes, I can because 
I think a lot of the times, like we've had clients who have been unhappy with their hair, but the way that they, you know, speak to us, like maybe they'll, I remember one lady, she got her hair cut by somebody and she left, but then she ended up texting us and showing us pictures via text message. And she was just so nice about it. She was like, she, you know, I just didn't like how she did it. And you know what? She came back and she got her hair fixed. Like in that, there's a right way, right. Client and a wrong way to approach a situation that always keep in mind, the stylists are really, they want to help you reach your hair goals. That's like one of the most important things we want to make sure that you reach your hair goals, but it does make it hard, harder to, help you reach those hair go- goals when you're like yelling and you know oh, you come at the situation really kind of with a nasty attitude there is you can definitely be angry i've been angry at stuff that people's done but you know i think the way that it's approached on all sides makes it so much easier of course that's any situation i think um if they're on unha- say it was a haircut or whatever um, a lot of, first of all, we're human, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're not, I'm not a robot that, um, <laughs> can just do everything perfect. And I understand that. So I'm not, I am, I know that sometimes, I don't know, everybody makes mistakes, Yeah, but, mistakes. um, and it could be a, such a simple fix. Like it could be, you might be very unhappy because something's not working, um, right with your fringe in the front or whatever the case may be. And it could be so easy to just fix. But if, and I think it goes both ways. I mean, I've seen same thing. And I keep saying this cause I see it every day. Stylists like on social media, just getting offended that someone yes, is that not happy with their hair. Yeah. Well, you're not perfect. Exactly. So I think clients see those videos too and already feel defensive yeah. sometimes when they, and I see it more and more. I feel like people didn't used to be that way until now yeah. like with the rise of all these social media videos and kind of like people put these client Karen videos that, yeah, they might be funny or something and there are people, but that can be um, offensive and make people not want to say anything or make right. people already be on the defense when they say something. Because you don't want to seem but yeah, like a Karen. If you're, if you're coming back and, um, being rude and just, I mean, already yelling at us or something like that. I'm sorry, but nobody's going to be apt to help you or help fix your situation at that point. Right. That's hard. And I think that's just people, you know? Yeah. It's what, I think the one that really is a kicker for me is those who come back un, like unhappy with their service, but they got exactly what they're asked oh, for like yes. the, the yes. stylist has asked them all those questions yes. and I guess the expectations were the expectations were met on the surface level but what they actually wanted wasn't mm-hmm. that that's right and it's like that's so hard I guess mm-hmm. to navigate and see I think that's the thing I'm going to be most nervous about is that you give the client exactly what they want for but they just don't like it on oh them. yeah I mean that's happened to me too I've nailed it like looks exactly <laughs> like the picture you know and then they're like oh I don't like it and it's like oh my goodness but even then like there's always you you are free to not like it if you Definitely. don't you know what I'm saying and and we're always open to okay if you don't like it I'll, I can change it it's yeah. not you know it's not the end of the world yeah. and I think it's just having a an open attitude and a good attitude on either side like 
Yes, that, our world would be so much nicer. So much nicer. I but, and I feel like we're talking about a lot of like unhappy clients and stuff like that. But oh, we that's have a lot of happy a, clients. That's too. such a small percentage. percentage yeah. But it's still, that can, and not me anymore. I was going to say that can ruin your day. But I've learned all these years too. Like, you can't let it. But it's know, hard right now, for newer, up and coming stylists. <laughs> yeah. I want to think up about it. Coming stylists. I have to kind of pep talk them too. I'm like, it's okay. And at the end of the day, not everybody is going to like everything you do. Yep. And you can the the world, people. It's, what's that saying? Like, you can't, I don't even remember. I'm not even going to try. Like, I you're going to make, you can never make everybody happy. Yeah, but you can't please everyone. Yeah. You know, there's some saying like that, but I can't remember. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, so, I mean, when it comes down to bridging that gap, it's all about communication. It's yes. all about managing expectations on both sides. Right. <laughs> on both sides. And I think it's all about everyone coming to it with an attitude that we're work. We're in this together. We're yes. I mean, of course. Yeah. We're a team. Just like I said, it's a it's a weirdly intimate <laughs> thing that we're doing. So we're in this together. Remember that we're in this <laughs> together. Well, that is it for today, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this conversation was super helpful for you guys. That you know how to approach the appointment going forward and whether that be your hair your nails your facial appointment your wax appointment if we're always coming together on you know with the mindset that we're part of a team and we're both trying to work towards the best goals for you i think we'll have the best appointment thank you april for coming in she'll probably be our host so fun. our host going <laughs> forward our co-host uh, next week, we're actually going to be speaking with the other owner of Boutique, and he's going to just be letting us know his vision behind, you know, this establishment. I know I told you guys first episode that it wouldn't be a shameless plug type of podcast, but next week, we're shamelessly plugging this, <laughs> this salon of Mesma. We're going to tell you everything that we offer, why we decided, or why he decided, they decided. I'm not really part of this. I just managed this thing. Um, why they decided to go this route. Um, and you can learn a little bit more insider information about the beauty industry. But again, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next week on our next episode of Uniquely Boutique. Bye. Bye. <laughs>